Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerazi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. We're so delighted to have today our special guest, Karina Metzger, who is very passionate about her experience and work as a tantrika and strongly believes that the times we're in are perfect to dive deep into our senses and to ready us for infinite possibilities during this amazing shift of consciousness. Well, welcome, Karina, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Migena and Sam. I'm very, very honored and very, feel very blessed that you are having me on board. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to share. We are as well. And that's why we want to dive deep immediately and ask you what led you to this journey of exploration of Tantrika? So what led me to this journey is basically a uh, loss of identity totally, um, all created by myself. So I'm taking total ownership of that. Uh, I've learned that many years on. <laughs> uh, we are our own creators of, of reality. So uh, yeah, total loss of identity, divorce, uh, a marriage that wasn't going anywhere, blessed with two kids. I mean, really, you know, wouldn't want to have it any other way because I learned so much and I had to dig so deep backwards what, what went wrong and what and why was it not working and how and why I had chosen my partner, etc. And then, um, yeah, and then it was kind of this tapping into, I started tapping into coaching to understand it from a mental perspective. And yes, also the emotional perspective. I'm very much a physical uh, person. Uh, so for me, physicality, embodiment became very much also center point of healing, i.e. my yoga and Pilates. I mean, that really breath work really got me to actually survive, literally survive uh, some very crucial parts. And then uh, gradually led into coincidence, never is, coincidence that there was a Tantra workshop and I was with, with uh, two, three other beautiful friends, uh, one very, very special shamanic friend of mine. And, um, and it was good she was there because there was 111 people there, crazy number, great number. And at the same time, it was, it was okay, but it was too many people. It was not very held very well, but at the same time, it was perfect for what it was. And that got me into Tantra. So that was uh, back in 2000 and, geez, I, you know, names, um, timelines, 2014, 2016, 16, I think it was 15, 16. And then basically from there on, it was a beautiful journey because every time I would coincidence yet again and not, you know, there would be special moments where I would find a workshop and I'm like, yes, I need to do this. Um, so I got a, uh, I got a taster for many different tantric schools, many different beautiful souls with 
embodiment, with breath work, with dancing, with, you know, all these different elements that how you can address it really in a, in a sense and beautiful insights with partnerships and not counting yet lovers, tantric lovers, very, very conscious men, younger, older, heart, heartbroken and Often at times, I mean, there, there came out this codependency always for me also. Still, there was this codependency always all throughout that journey coming up. And I feel since, yeah, a couple of years now, it's, it's no longer there. I'm actually free. I'm, I'm kind of free to choose. I'm free to open to receive. And I'm, I'm giving it out now also to women and, and sharing wisdom with them and sharing insights or or open to what, what they are sharing, you know, as, as a group of sisters, of women. There's so much that can come out of circles. It's unbelievable, you know, and, and we doubt ourselves often, like, is that true? Am I doing it right? Is it, you know, and the minute you share, when it comes out that the guilt, the shame, the fear, everything just comes out and then it's held in that container and it's healed, literally. You know, there's no need nearly to, to go any further, right? So, um, so yeah, so that tantric journey is ongoing and now I'm, I'm very much into um, women's circles. I also, there was always underlying also like, you know, poor men. There was this, I, I felt often that, um, and I know to be true that a lot of men, they're very lost. They have no idea. I mean, femininity was... It's too harsh of a, a feminine essence for me. This goddess thing was too much of a, you know, I'm a priestess, I'm a goddess, you know, ego trip, right? There was a lot of that also going on. And, and it confused men as well, right? So, so there's also part of, and obviously there's a male part in us as well, right? So, so there's a confusion there and you have to, within yourself as a woman, you want to hear that yang and the yin part, the, the male and the female essence really in order to be ready for sensuality, sexuality, the driving force of, of our lives, actually. Everything comes from there, really. Yeah, so. I have a question around that. How do you balance the masculine and feminine energies? Have you found a way to make that happen? Mm, very good question. I'm not perfect. I'm gonna go away from that already. I definitely, there's a few, you know, failures along the way and they're big learnings as we know the failures are the best learnings really what I feel and sense for me to be true is often like for example okay specific example like when I sit in a woman's circle and co-lead with someone and not lead in a sense but hold the space with someone if that person has something if, if my co-partner has something to say about something feminine and, and, and embodies it or whatever I become the masculine if she is very masculine, says, okay, chop, chop, we need to do this and we have to logistic, da, 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 then I become very sensual and feminine. So it's kind of, it's a play, right? I think the more we go out there and share this, the more we, we actually, and I had to learn that, you know, not to be in my little, little cocoon, but actually go out there and, and play with it and, and be okay with there is failure or be okay with that totally drained afterwards. But, but there's this, you know, this play happening. And the more you play it, the more you fine tune it, the more you become, I wouldn't say expert. We never, I, I don't know, do we ever become expert, right? But it's, but it's kind of a, a becoming, a becoming better at playing with yin and yang, uh, with, with 
those two parts of yourself and and with the partner, male or female, whatever sense we are seeing. And what I hear from your share is very much this intuitive play as well, you know, like the connection to self and being intuitive, what's needed here and, and where, where am I and trusting that and flowing with that. What helps you to fully embrace that divine essence, feminine essence? Mm. Juicy question, yes. Yeah, so it's very much that the divine essence you only tap into when you're really truly in that essence right so for me it might be intuition it might be a physical intelligence it might be that my body leads me somewhere for other people it might be the mind saying okay you must do this and then they do it right so they might have a different angle point right so for me personally to answer your question is very much like i said the physical so and physical actually overall is the most important now to take care of. I think our physical body, because we're actually the first species, I believe that we are ascending with our physical bodies. We're getting so much knowledge and it has been around before. People were so like thousands of years back, they had all this knowledge and, and now we're having it again. So how do I nurture and nourish it? I basically breath work. It's basically uh, sensuality. So really open all the senses. It's about self-touch, massage, self-massage. It's about breathing into like, I'm, I'm doing Qigong at the moment, uh, teacher training, but I've done also like breath work, transformation breath work. I've done lots of different seminars. And literally like when you have that really that deep breathing, because often what happens also, we, we start getting stuck breathing in certain parts of our, our bodies and we're not actually breathing from the belly. So from the belly, womb, this is mother earth. This is where it all started, right? So it's a breathing upward and then fluctuating all around your trillions of cells in your body. So breath work, definitely movement has been very much opening a lot of crazy channels for me as well. And I learned a few tricks as in from the Taoism, from Margot Anand, she was, she was very much into this, you know, yabby yam and then you rocking the pelvis forward and backward. And scientifically, it's actually all like, it's, this is your spine, right? So you have two pumps, you have the sacral pump and then you have the upper pump. If this is not moving, if there's no chi, if there's no energy in that spine, then there's pretty much no energy for your whole body. So when you do the rocking, so you're pumping, right? So you're rocking and then the pump starts happening. So you're moving forward, backward. And then really the chi starts flowing, right? And then when I do literally specifically now in women's circles, when I do like circles, right? So we're doing circles. Remember? So it's like when, when you think about women's circles, when you think about belly dancing, unbelievable, actually. These women, they have it. I mean, they've got it, right? Because all the, the hips, they store ancestral thousands of years. There's ancestral codings in your hips. And when you're circling, that releases, right? And then you go into the juiciness of womanhood. So you're releasing. And it might be that people are crying. And especially when you are in a circle, actually, and you circle around and you, you do your breath work together, then there's this holding, right? There's this safe storage and then people can let go and sometimes it's funny actually because not funny it's very uh, it's very important because 
in a circle, then one, one possibly takes over the whole of the emotion of that group dynamics of that quantum field of that emotional field that has been created. And we had recently, we had a woman's circle and there was this one lady in the middle and she was crying and her body shaking. And, and literally afterwards the share, when we integrated, it was like, you were me, I was you then. You know, that was my, my grieving, my sadness. It all came out in you and thank you very much because by the time it was my turn, it was actually, I had released it. So thank you, you know, and I could turn to a different aspect of myself. So coming back to, so breath movement, there's so much. Breath movement, there is mindfulness in everything. Mindfulness in everything is kind of this, you, you can be even sensual with like, I mean, I'm in Dubai at the moment, so peeling a mango and having that mango and really being in that mango. And again, it's science, like your mouth, your lips are the labias down there. It's, it's a mirror reflexology. So actually you're really like, you're going into the mouth itself inside the taste, the taste buds, they're all over the place. The hips, you're, this, this jaw here is the same as mirror reflexology, the hips holding. So you, you're actually, you know, just by eating and, and unfortunately we have lost that a bit, you know, let's quickly like snack and I'm hungry, you know, let's go. No, you know, take your time. And even if it's like really zone in, and then you're really enjoying and you're really breathing in it and you're really zoning in and you're really focusing and you're really being mindful. Out in nature, Sam, you were saying it earlier. I mean, it's been like, and also with the Qigong, it's kind of this opening of all the senses. Like you're out in nature and suddenly the wind comes. It's like a blessing. Like the universe is like breathing all out, right? Breathing through you, like giving you that little wave, that little, you know, fanning that little fairy dust kind of thing right it's it's earthing it's like being with trees hugging trees letting go there's so much that so basically it's all about your senses right as many senses as you can think of and it's it's always maybe focusing okay today i focus on breath you know when i feel like i'm, I'm agitated let's breath <sighs> right today i feel like um beauty I want to look at beautiful things and then you suddenly see you know an animal or 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 a beautiful flower in nature or whatever it is so it's it's kind of like all the senses are open this is how you open the sensuality the sexuality really and animals have it so sussed out like cats when they stretch you know oh my god if you stretch and you do that and then and then add a little sound to it sound also very important Sound is connected to each organ. So there's certain sounds that you can connect to each organ. And then it's, or even just an intuitive sound. Everyone has their own sound, in fact. And then it's like a, just letting go. Or like a, you know, sound. It automatically gets you almost into an orgasm. Pleasure for self, self-love, self-care. We're talking always about it. And yes, it's true. And yes, it's filling your cup. Wow, talking about orgasmic experiences, <laughs> we would love to know what is the juiciest thing in your life right now? Oh, okay, all right. So what's the juiciest thing in my life? That's a good one. For me at the moment, it's actually really juicy to really be 
focused on myself. I'm living in a community now. Before I was on my own and I said, no, I can't do this. I really need also community. So for me, it's actually, you know, that play with people when they come in and just figure out who they are, fixing myself some food and really enjoying, you know, really going into the preparation of the food. If I, if I see something nice, you know, the sounding, if I, if I go into the sea, it's like detox and salt and I just lay there in, in the being. If I need to do doing, I do something creative with my hands. So it's, it's different angles. Does that answer the question? Absolutely. <laughs> and what I love is the tactile element to what you shared, you know, and there's so much mm -hmm. coming around being in contact with life with our bodies, with our hands, with our hearts. You know, I really feel that contact in, in how you share who you are and your connections to, to Tantra. Thank you. There's actually uh, one particular also element that I explored, which is art therapy. And I called it for a while heart therapy because basically your, your fingers are also, it's, it's the meridians, right? Connected to your heart. And literally, I remember back then I was in a lot of grieving, a lot of letting go, a lot of surrender, and I would be like blindfolded, right? So you're really going, you can really go into your subconscious via art therapy and doing something with your hands. And I, I put out an intention and I wanted to get an answer. And then when I took off, I mean, lots of tears came, lots of, you know, all the emotions came out and I let them flow. And there was beautiful music in the background. Also, that's a, that's a very, very lovely sensual kind of thing to do as well uh, really great music and then blindfold off and I, I couldn't stop laughing I was like you know I'd, I thought I'd done something really amazing and then there was this monkey face looking at me I was like what <laughs> so it was this kind of yeah an intention was like what am I doing what, what is that and then it came out this monkey and, and magician and you know step into different little different things and that's okay and you know things like that so yeah definitely tactile literally the other day I was I was uh, seeing a couple of people and they had been in in the situation as we are in now so kind of locked up and they got into tactile for themselves they would create something and they said it was such a such an eye-opener and also soothing and and really like self-love self-care doing feather work doing pottery and I'm happy that you mentioned it because I really feel also our young people really, really miss that. And here in Dubai in particular, maybe not so much in Switzerland. I mean, in Switzerland, they're very much about nature, but here there's very much artificial intelligence, tuck, 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 it's very new energy, it's very fast here. And when you go into other places, very different energy, of course, as well. Yet this tactile, you know, healing through your fingers, you know, healing your template, your body, your physical vessel to really tap into that wisdom, really, I think must be practiced and nurtured. Well, you really do live. Your life is tantrica and very connected to the tactile, to the senses. And I, I feel there is also a lot of assumptions about tantra usually in, in nowadays, mm. right? That that's very much about sex and it's not like a style of living. So if, if you would go very briefly into what's the, at the heart of Tantra? For me personally, I would have to say then, because I've, I've seen different yes. schools and I've, I've noted that there is a lot of mis, misuse, I must admit, to sexuality, yet there is always a divine timing. It might be an opening of someone and then who knows what comes next, right? The essence of Tantra for me is really to be 
fully open with all my senses to be in, in joy and bliss. I mean, I get whatever's happening all around us now. Yet birthright, we are meant to live joy and bliss and to really live our divine essence. So whether, so, so our passion. So via Tantra, you can really get, dive into like what is important for me. You know, what, what is my purpose? What must I do? What, what, what must I bring out? So through s- sexuality as well. And so much can open up because we're so locked in our genitals. Uh, and that has been programmed, conditioned, ancestral um, locking up as well. So much is possible. So much. When you started talking about what's at the heart of Tantra, Something happened to me, actually. Uh, your voice was slowing down so much. And it was wow. like I could hear inside of myself as you went there. So I just want you to know that's what you're opening up in others when you go there in yourself. Mm, thank you. And I'd also love to ask you, what are your challenges when it comes to tapping into your own sensuality? The challenges are to... Is it a challenge though? There's a, you know, sometimes I feel very like sensual, sexual, and I want to just, you know, anyone come, come here. <laughs> it's kind of that. And, and I've done that in the past. And I also know that I'm very much an empath. So I take on all the, and women are healers, right? So we often, we take on everything on. We want to heal that guy, you know? So it's, so it's kind of that role we're taking on. And, and yes, there's a little bit of pleasure or maybe more pleasure or whatever it is, right? But the thing is, in the end, you, you're with that, right? All that emotion, so cleansing, very, very important. So challenges are to, to actually be with myself and explore myself and, and pleasure myself when that happens and maybe explore more of it and possibly via a colleague or practitioner who coincidentally comes in. And then possibly give myself to someone where I know there's a match. There's definitely like, this is a calling. This is someone I, I must meet. I have met. We, there's, an, there's an immediate spark, right? And I know that has to happen. So there's no way out. There's not like this, just listening to my senses. There's also this, there's a mission there or purpose, or we, we are meant to meet. We're meant to come together. So it's kind of letting go then, right? And saying, okay, no, I'm not, I'm not protecting myself. I'm open. So it's this heart opening, right? It's this, okay, let's see. Let's see what it brings, right? And again, it might be a lot of sadness or whatever. And yet, when I look back, there has been a lot of sadness and there has been a lot of like, oh, why? In the end, it's like, wow, so many nuggets out of so much learning. And really at the heart of humanity is paganism. So this whole like paperwork of getting married and I'm, I'm actually not there anymore right because I really feel like there has to be more to this so I feel like it's it's a becoming so as we are interconnecting it's a becoming so the challenge is to really fine-tune is this now me my ego just wanting a quick fix or is it actually something that I feel there's something more for me to be had or more for him or more for the consciousness actually in fact because when two people soulmates or twin souls whatever the terminology is I don't want to get into that because it comes into boxes then again when they come together there's a there's almost like a mission there right because it sparks out it creates that field so whoever they are then with it will just you know just zap everyone in a way I think 
I mean, that's kind of my my fairy kind of thinking. And we do have to be with our own shit first, don't we? <laughs> Let's face it. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And it's it's actually reminding me of a tantra massage that I had a while back. I have them regularly, and a lot of anger was coming up, mm. and I hated that because up until that point, it was all about pleasure, enjoyment, <laughs> savoring such a joyful experience. But yeah. you know what, that experience was so significant for me because I was able to fully feel my anger, probably for the first time. Wow. And it soon went, <laughs> you know, it didn't stay. Yeah, and I think there's something in this, full, you know, feeling full on whatever it is in a safe context and then back to the letting go. Can I just say to that, I would like to tap into that. Anger is actually a good thing. We, we as a humanity, we have uh, chosen to say anger is bad. Anger can be such an amazing element when you come together with someone because you can be angry and you attack. And then he, it's the hunter, the huntress, right? So it can, and like you said, obviously with a safe container, a consciousness there, right? It can become a beautiful, a beautiful element in sexuality actually so so it's it's more than bring it on yeah totally. yes <laughs> you're kind of smiling there like, oh, oh anger maybe not <laughs> no i remember because i have been i've been in tantric teachings and education oh. and, and this was one of the ways how actually the man can hold the space for the woman as well and the woman can hold the space mm. for the man yeah, you know, and, and anger was a way in. So that was a powerful lesson, actually. I think we had we, we noted on that we had a quick note on that last time. I remember when we were kind of starting to communicate with one another. And and I remember there was also this one moment also in a teaching. There was this uh, one couple and he was really stirred and there was so much anger, like it was explosive. Right. And then the facilitator was saying, well, to the, to the woman who he was partnering with, a, a friend, she said, are you ready, you know? And she's like, yeah, bring it on. You know, she, she's a sh quite well-versed shaman tantrika. But literally, you know, it was like they, they were put in the center and he was given a cushion. So there was no physical, you know, nothing like that. But there was obviously the word. She had to shield herself. So there was lots of direction, which is great because that's exactly what was needed. And he was just... You know, he was like, ah. and it was amazing because the whole room was mesmerized, first of all, first of all, and then secondly, afterwards it was said and was so true and, and spot on. It was the divine masculine was actually healed in that moment with that group because there was so much anger of this matriarchal upbringing that he has gone through and a lot of men have gone through you know this mummy who didn't have a partner and then clings on to the son and then he has to take all the sh whatever and has to be very like kept into this emotional you know and then he gets angry of course he gets angry and he could let it like rip right and it was amazing and and that stuff to be honest that's my turn on that when that happens i'm like yes bring it on because it's honestly it's such a it's it's beautiful because it's like the emotion full out because if there's emotion if the emotion is not full if it's just always you know because i've been long time i've been you know half dead half alive but if the emotion if you can really tap into that and sam you tapped into that as well right like if you go deep dive you can rise so much higher it's unbelievable <laughs> 
I mean, there can be so much love in there, so much open heart, so much, whoa, you're like, wow, lighter. And, you know, you're really tapping deep in there. So it was beautiful to see, watch. You know, one thing I'd love to ask you before we bring this amazing conversation to an end is what advice would you give to somebody that's like curious about Tantra, doesn't know much about it, wants to go to the right place, but just really doesn't know where to start? Yep. Good one. So it depends where they are, right? I mean, first of all, I would I would say I would love to talk to that person because maybe I could figure out like where the angle is, where they need to go into, because a full-blown Tantra workshop might not be the right way to go in. Uh, sometimes it can be just a massage, even a normal massage. It might just be something else drumming or it might be dancing or it might be like something like with food you know get tap more into the food the sensuality of food so I would say it's uniquely I'm, I'm very much about bespoke or like unique and I, I understand maybe that might not answer the question totally what I would suggest is like I think we tapped into that initially and so there's like this this art coming it's this trusting the inner wisdom as a woman and as a man, actually, also when you're really into your divine feminine, there is this intuitive wisdom that kind of guides you. And sometimes we often ask other people, oh, do you think that's good? Or do you... Actually, you know, you will know, you know, whether, whether it's in the heart, whether it's, you feel it in the gut, you know, it's about tapping into like, where do I feel it? Do I have my, my hairs coming up in the back or, or do I get goosebumps? If something comes up, you're open to Tantra and something comes up in your, in your neighborhood or you, you see a book suddenly and you look at that book and you're like, oh, okay. And then there's something in the newspaper or you hear someone saying something. It's meant to be. So it's kind of really be open. Again, it's this opening senses. I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it. And then there's this, ah, oh, oh, this sounds lovely. Oh, ooh, I feel really good. You know, when I hear this, oh, I think I need that. And then it's kind of, it evolves because often I feel also if there's, um, you know, you just do this, 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 it's great. You know, it's a CEO kind of mechanism. And at the same time, I think it's really going in back into your uniquely you, uniquely me, what do I need? And, and universe will just bring it. It will just say, here you are, here, look. You know, look, look up. So I think that's, yeah, and obviously, yes, happy to help. And, and you guys are also into Tantra, so you would know <laughs> in your vicinity as well. So you are also the ones who, who could be directing and, I mean, very much same, same here. So super tips. And um, we're going to put all of your contact details in the podcast notes. So if you're listening right now and you want to know more and you want to connect with Corinna, please do check out what she does and who she is because she is incredible. And what I love is how you blend this down to earth quality with the sensuality. It makes it so relatable. And it's really been an amazing conversation, right, McGinna? Yeah, exactly. It feels like I don't want it to end. <laughs> There's so much there that we could talk and we could go deeper into. Yeah. But we're not done yet because okay. yeah. it's time for the infamous, the wildfire round, Corinna. Okay. Um, you basically get two choices. There are five questions. And you just have to pick one and that's it. Wow. Okay. Go. Are you ready? Oh God. Okay. Go for it. Question one. Sunshine or snowflakes? 
snowflakes at the moment, please. <laughs> I'm in Dubai. Sorry. <laughs> I bet it's hot, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Question two. Slow and easy or fast and sleazy? Oh, fast and sleazy. Uh-uh. <laughs> Love that one. That was a surprise answer. I thought so too, but because we've been slow and easy just now, I've been really been juicy. So I feel like that that would be good now. Yeah. I so love that. And the fact that we can choose from moment to moment. <laughs> exactly. That play, right? Yeah. Yeah. Question three. Carly or Dakini? Carly. Powerful lady. Mm -hmm. And for our fourth question. Condom or skin to skin? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna go into details, but let me skin to skin. <laughs> Brilliant. And our final question. Multiple orgasms or explosive climax? Oh, explosive climax, yeah. Thank you so much for playing along. Um, you have Thank really you. been inspiring, insightful, um, illuminating, magnetic, and so many other characteristics that I couldn't possibly <laughs> begin to name now. It's been really a delight to have you on our show. And thank you. And as we know, dynamics always bring out something that's within you as well, or everything that's within you. So we've worked it together, I think, very well. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. <laughs>